0: R E A R E A R E A R E N Audio R E A Audio R E A Audio R E A Audio 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 R E A Audio Reemployability Reemployability.
1: Welcome to Reemployability's R-E-A-Audio. My name is Todd Loomis. I'm the National Sales Manager with Reemployability, and this is week two of our series celebrating National Nonprofit Day, which actually was uh, on August 17th, but we're gonna carry it on for two weeks uh, for a number of reasons. Nonprofits need uh, a lot of focus right now, especially coming out of COVID when uh, a lot of donations were down and a lot of volunteerism was down. Um, We need to help prop up our local nonprofit no matter where you live right now. Also, uh, reemployability, the, the other side of reemployability, is working with nonprofits all across the country where we place injured workers uh, as volunteers. And so we've invited uh, our guest, Danny Arroyo. He is with the, um, the Coalition for the Homeless of Central Florida, and uh, which is based in Orlando, one of our great partners. And, and Danny, thank you for hopping on and joining us for week number two.
0: Thanks so much for having
1: me, So last week, Danny, you told us a little bit about what the Coalition does for homeless people in Central Florida, but how did you get involved?
0: So I am originally from New York, from the Bronx, and I started working at Coalition for the Homeless in New York, which is no affiliation to this coalition. Um, And it it was something that just hit me and and made me, um, you know, of course, I had that stigma of, of looking at people a certain way, and then once I got into that organization and saw the amount of help and um, the crisis that they are in, and, and you know, like I said last week, everyone had a story, and it was just it became a passion for me, um, and I've been going doing it and going on ten years now. So once I moved to um, Florida, I I wanted to work here. I I applied multiple times. Um, so I got a call and, and got my foot in, and, and I didn't care how I got my foot in. I just wanted to come in and, and try to provide um, my knowledge and, and, and see what I could help and how I can help. Um, so I'm going on five years here, um, and I'm. I, this is a great agency, and we do a lot of good here. So I'm, I'm very proud to be part of this agency.
1: Your, your title is Director of Guest Services and Information Technology. So what what is your background?
0: Um, It's not in this field, Right. Um, it was more uh, retail management that I did for about 15 years um, and kind of wanted to get out of that after 15 years Right. Um, and it just, this was something that I just applied for and just became a passion and I just kept going with it, Um, so it it was all learning as I went, so it's been 10 years of learning and Mm -hmm. I'm still doing that.
1: Well, one of the big things right now as we're climbing out of the COVID hole, you know, um, these past eighteen months have really flared some other things socially and economically in our country that I, I think, you know, if you'd have said to us five years ago, there's going to be a pandemic, we might have in our head, you know, what that's going to be like, um, you know, hospitals being overwhelmed, um, people being sick, um, but the kind of the the wave that's come across the country with like employment, right? Who would have thought that? people would all be working from home and then still be working from home five years ago that that would be such a thing or volunteering um, you know people we would assume people would step up but but you know how do you do that now in a world where people aren't necessarily driving to work all the time and uh, a lot of service industries now are having a difficult time hiring people Um, there's people moving uh, careers now because they're seeing that there's better opportunities or different opportunities or or they're truly following their passion kind of like like you. Uh, so if you're looking, if you're talking to just one person right now that that might be going, you know, I don't know that I'm 100% happy in what I do. I would love to get involved with a nonprofit. What are some of the, what's some advice or some steps that you could tell them to do uh, to get, you know, because obviously you said your background wasn't necessarily in working in a nonprofit. So how do you get your foot in and what are the best things to do? Well, first
0: thing, you have to have the passion for it. You have to make sure this is this is the area of nonprofit that you want to work for that you want to help our homeless population um, do a lot of research on the homeless population do a lot of research on you know uh, chronic homelessness veterans who are homeless um, the lgbtq community um, a lot of reading which is something i do all the time is continue to, to learn um, but this is this is a place that is full of hope um, we're here to help, we're here to, to, to make people's lives better, um, if that's something that you want to do, this this is a great agency to do that, um, because that's, that's what we're here for every day. Um, even during this pandemic, it, our, our goal has not changed, even though we changed the way we did things, our goal is still the same as to get everyone housed, to get everyone into um, their own place. Um, but do a lot of research, I say, about the homeless population. So mm-hmm. when you come in, um, it's not a culture shock uh, when you come into a shelter um, because seeing them on the street to seeing them living here is totally different. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, we're 24 hours, so this, this never closes. We're right. always open.
1: So it, even if somebody's looking to get into a different type of organization or a different type of nonprofit, you think research and understanding and actually being a part, obviously, I, I would imagine you did some volunteer, you mentioned in New York prior to, to joining, but, but the research is key.
0: I think so. I believe. So. I think the more. I think for every, any job that you go to, I mean, you should do research on, on you know the organization, mm-hmm. um, you know all the services we provide, um, and just and then research because this is so different because we are dealing with the homeless public. Research on, on, on that so statistics and um, you know what our numbers are in in, in Orange County and in, in all of Florida in the whole entire country. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's just good research to, to when you come in, you have that knowledge.
1: So last week you had mentioned bringing in some nurses to kind of help guide you with regards to rules and and best practices with regards to realigning how you were doing things during COVID. What are some other specific things that you did um, from a management perspective or from an operations perspective that helped you be able to only be closed for a couple months and be able to kind of spring back the way you have kind of sprung back?
0: Well, our shelter is is um their' dorms so they're dorms that are just open with people in in bunk beds and um, our first floor dorm is exactly the same where they're just beds bunk beds open we had to pretty much reconstruct that first floor and create an isolation box um, we had to do that in the in the women's building as well create an isolation box to make sure that everybody was separated we had to build shields that covered our operations desk so that way there was no um you know, because at that desk, you have to go up and ask for things and you kind of in close proximity. So we had to create shields. We had to um, put so much signage up for all our guests and staff to know about, you know, six feet separation and um, uh, the right way to wear a mask and sanitize and clean your hands. Uh, we had to um, make sure that all our offices had shields at the desk for our case managers and other staff who, who work with guests. And with ourselves because we were also being exposed so we we changed a lot of how we did things here um, by creating areas of of need Mm -hmm. and you know someone became symptomatic we knew where to put them and they weren't exposed to anyone we had to then change how we were going to deliver our meals to them because now they couldn't go into the dining room um the the bathroom we had to make separate separate bathrooms for them, so it was changing the way we did everything here um, from top to bottom.
1: Right. Well, one of the things you mentioned last week was some people were hesitant to come volunteer during COVID. Um, you know, they were concerned for safety, and it, it sounds like you've put all the protocols in place that's been recommended by the CDC. So, working at, at the Coalition for the Homeless would be just like going into a regular job, just because. You know, again, as we mentioned last week, just because you're a nonprofit doesn't mean that you don't want to keep your doors open, right? That's your job and it's all the other jobs of the people that, that are employed there. I imagine that reemployability contacted you multiple, multiple, multiple times throughout COVID saying, hey, Danny, can you take somebody? Can you take somebody? I know, um, you know, obviously we struggled uh, as a lot of nonprofits had to shut down. Can you talk a little bit about the type of volunteers that you get from programs like re-employ- um, we do have some nonprofits that are hesitant sometimes uh, because they're not exactly sure about the program. And, and like I said, I don't want to make this a commercial for reemployability. I'm trying to kind of open up other people's minds and options for how to restaff as we come out of COVID.
0: Yeah, no, we, I mean, we have a great relationship with you guys. Um, and I've, I've worked for the past maybe year and a half with you all to, to build that relationship getting people in here. Um, and it, it works well. Um, we have good people who help us, but during the pandemic, um, yes, we had numerous conversations um, of uh, keeping you guys in the loop of what we were doing here, so, and so we can make sure that whoever you were sending to us knew that it was going to be a safe campus, knew that we were following all the protocols, knowing that their safety was our concern as well and their health. Um, so we 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 usually have our 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 employability volunteers are uh, usually sitting behind our ops desk, um, you know, helping our guests with whatever they need. D- due to their restrictions, they some of them can't do much. So I try to put them in places that um, they're going to be as as helpful as possible while also being safe. And you know, that, that operations desk is something that is completely safe back there. Um, and they do, they help us immensely. They, during this pandemic, they have helped us beyond what I can say that they've done for us. It's been, it's been great. Um, getting people in and we've had some who have come in and you know didn't feel safe and felt that you know just seeing the population you know and they felt going back to that stigma um, you know them thinking no 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 this is not the place for me and, and they would leave and that was okay but you had some that were here willing to do whatever we needed you know they were following our guidelines wearing their masks sanitizing their areas sanitizing other areas that you know needed to be sanitized and so they helped us a lot. It was great. It's
1: been great. No, that, that's great to hear. And sometimes I feel like when we talk with our business partners on the other side of what we do, that they feel like if the injured worker's not doing what their normal job is at, at their at their place of business, that that it's kind of like we're making making work for them. And and what we try to tell them is that when we place somebody in a nonprofit, that's because that nonprofit has a need. Mm-hmm. So when that injured worker for whatever reason doesn't show up, or if they don't do the work, um, you know, based on their restrictions, the way that they're asked to do it, that need that that nonprofit has is uh, not being fulfilled, right? So when, when we send you volunteers, it's because you have a need for somebody to do a job, correct?
0: And, and the one thing we do, and I think that everyone who wants to work with reemployability what we do here is that anyone who comes to our door to volunteer with us, through Reemployability, we treat them like their own staff. We make them part of us. Any functions we have, any, I mean, they're part of us. Until they leave us, they are part of us. So they are part of our meetings, they are part of our staff, they're part of the process, they are in the loop of everything we do, so we just don't throw things at them. Um, you know, we have conversations with them, you know, the leadership team, our other directors, have conversations the them all the time to see how they're doing um so we 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 want to make them feel as welcome as possible because they are volunteering they are helping us and so why not have them have their stay here with us a positive one and we try to do that with them as much as we can we we we, we treat them like our own i mean we treat them like our own staff that's pretty much how we do it we sometimes forget that they're re-employability, you know because they, they they the one thing and i've been lucky enough that the people that we have had want to go the extra mile to help us even more like you see the passion in their eyes to help us which is really good so it's not just them oh, i'll be here for a couple of months until i'm clear to work they actually want to work and it's it's really good and you know we got to make sure that they under, stay under the restrictions because um, sometimes they do want to like do more and i'm like wait hold on you know but it, it's great to see them do that because you can see that they are involved with us but that's our side as well of making them feel welcome and, and be with us
1: and well, we appreciate you doing that. Absolutely, it's so good to have nice, a nice, comfortable, uh, mutually understanding partnership. Danny, how can people help uh, in specifically with with your organization, um, the Coalition for the Homeless of Central Florida?
0: Yeah, anyone anyone who wants to donate or volunteer can go to uh, www.centralfloridahomeless.org, um, and you can go to the volunteer portal portal and um, sign up, and you can volunteer anywhere you want um, kitchen uh, you know helping in the kitchen helping with painting with doing any uh, maintenance any landscaping I mean there's so many there's so much to do here that the options are there for anyone who wants to volunteer here um, and if you want to donate um, there's also on the website a donate section and you can donate anything you want from our you know we need pampers we need masks we need uh, cleaning supplies. Um, clothing, food, which, you know, we we have to serve a lot of people here on a daily basis. Um, So food is always needed. So any way you can donate will be great.
1: Thanks, Danny. We're going to actually post this up on our the website that we have specifically specifically for podcasts. It's REA.com and we're going to put that link as well next to this episode so people can click on that and uh, make donations or volunteer if they choose to. Danny, thank you so much for your time. It's been a pleasure talking to you, and I hope we can do this again sometime.
0: Thank you so much, Todd. I appreciate the time
1: with you. It is really terrific to have the opportunity to help support so many nonprofits. And thanks to all of our nonprofit partners across the country. Now standing next to me, believe it or not, is Mary Bennett, our national account executive. Mary, you want to read all that stuff I normally read? Hey, Todd, I would love to. And thanks for the invite. If you have any comments or suggestions for an upcoming episode, let us know. Email Todd at reemployability.com. Also, please follow REA Audio on Apple Podcasts, or Spotify or Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. You can always check out more content, including webinars, at listen to REA. I think I am out of a job. Thank you, Mary, so much. We've got some fun conversations coming up, including Jeff Stragg, Senior Director of Risk Management with Academy Sports, and Bill Edison, former combat medic and owner of the Tampa Bay Affiliate of Leadership Management International. Plus, we'll get deep into human resources with Reemployability's Director of HR, Crystal Hundley. Crystal is not your typical HR director, so I am sure our talk will be full of surprises. Thanks for listening. Have an awesome week.